0: Hi, I'm Mike Brampton. And my name is Julian Ho. Welcome to Veterinary Ramblings. Hi, Julian. How are you doing tonight? Don't ask. Nutella. Can't eat it. Don't ask. What's the matter with Nutella, then? I love love Nutella. Do you like Nutella? No. Ferrero Rocher. Do you like Ferrero Rocher? No. I love Ferrero Rocher. I love Nutella. Can't eat it. Why not? Palm oil. What, are you are allergic to palm oil? No, no, I'm not. But it's full of palm oil. They use palm oil as their main oil in the uh, in the manufacture of, of Nutella. Well, what do the orangutans say about that, then? Well, I don't think they like it much. They can't what? swing from palm oils. Oh. Palm trees. Yeah. But the annoying thing is, so here we go. I was in Malaysia uh, 14 years ago. Hello. And we drove from the capital up to uh, the coast. And yeah. it took us took us four and a half hours. That's Kuala Lumpur, isn't it? Is it yeah, Kuala Lumpur? Lumpur. Yeah, Kuala okay. Yeah. already took us eight hours. But four wow. and a half hours of those eight hours, we were driving past a single palm oil plantation. Wow. And it wasn't when you drove very, 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 very slowly. The bombing at four and a half hours. So that's like from from here to Plymouth, one farm, one palm oil plantation, no primary rainforest anymore. Or from you to Leeds, or from or from me to Leeds, yeah. Which for our American is half the length of Britain. Yep, yeah. yeah So that's pretty much all of America. Um, now hold on—is America bigger or smaller than us? In what way? Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> geographically, I think that that is the whole of New York State, Washington State, and a little bit of North Carolina. Up together. Yeah, but so the all of that. I stand. To, well, no, that would be the whole of the UK. But I stand to be corrected on that one. So all of that, or half of that, has a palm oil plantation. Single one. But the thing—the thing with Malaysia is Malaysia isn't as big as America, is it? It's not. It's not as big as, 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 as USA. It's uh, about the same size as good old Blighty. Blighty, Britain. What where the limeys come from? Yeah, yeah, that place. Limey. They pull down all these wonderful wonderful rainforest trees to grow palm oil trees the reasons being the palm oil is potentially healthier if you use palm oil you don't use hydrogenated fats right and trans fats and so there are believed to be health benefits now we've spoken about that before and you can read a, a lot of good and a lot of bad facts into that. Yeah. But their argument is it's healthy. Quite coincidentally, you get about twice as much oil produced per hectare as you would with any other form of, of fat, soy fat, um, uh, corn oil, peanut mm-hmm. oil, things like that. So it's an incredibly productive uh, oil. And in a way, then, you can't blame the local farmers for wanting to make a a bit of money growing it, selling it. I suppose not, but you you can't eat money, can you? No. No, you can't. You can't. And you can't, in a way, blame Ferrero, the company, Ferrero, who make Nutella and Ferrero Rocher, for buying palm oil, because it's relatively cheap it's in abundance and it's healthier for you and to get it into perspective they only use about 0.3 percent of the world's production of palm oil so they're not they're not the most evil people in the world but you try telling that to the orangutans and the snakes and the orchids that are growing there we're not growing there anymore well the 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 rainforest has got bigger biodiversity than any other single habitat on this planet that we know of. Absolutely. And it's not all about carbon dioxide, okay? Palm trees absorb less carbon dioxide, about 100 times less carbon dioxide per hectare Mm. than rainforest trees and rainforest plants. Uh, Possibly more. It's very difficult to to calculate. So we're losing that biodiversity. We're losing that absorption of CO2 to give slightly healthier, but actually really very productive oils. And it doesn't sit well with me. So even though Ferrero are doing, I think, their best Mm -hmm. out of the situation by... Making their palm oil, their particular palm oil, specifically sourced to palm oil plantations that will not undergo further deforestation. It's kind of already happened. That that's that's sort of what isn't that, that what, Greenpeace has sort of almost given a, a tacit seal of approval to this because. They're agreeing not to strip any more forest out because it's already happened, mm. yeah. And so that's sort of okay, but is it really? I mean, it, it's, I bet it's you, more I, okay than someone who's ripping up loads of new forests every day thinking, I'm going to get into yeah. this palm oil business, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I bet you, I bet you, if they didn't cultivate a few hectares around the edge of said plantation, within a couple of years, that would start getting overgrown with natural forest again. Yeah, it would. And in fact, within about six to eight months, if they use old coffee grounds as compost. Wow. There was a report in Nature uh, a week or, or two back yeah. So, what's that about? about a, well, they used uh, the, the the byproducts of of, uh, of the coffee industry, right? Um, coffee husks, coffee leaves, and the old grounds, coffee, and uh, and waste beans, right? And just tipped them over the uh, over the earth, right? In a deforested part of rainforest, mm-hmm. and within something like eight months, they'd managed to get uh a huge biodiverse regrowth uh, much quicker than you would without coffee grounds have i not have i come across that with oranges as well mm. yeah, it, yeah they they piled thing. about five tons didn't they of oranges yeah onto a, onto a denuded uh area of, of, of well deforested yeah woodland. yeah yeah, I wondered then because I wasn't—I wasn't, wasn't sure—whether mm. I actually come across that. But um, yeah, okay, thank you for that. So I don't know. Do I eat Nutella or not? I like Nutella, but I can't bring myself to thinking actually it's the right thing to do, even though it's sustainable. I might just limit myself to the one packet of Ferrero Rocher at Christmas. That sounds like a good idea. I'm... Because not only will you be helping save the planet. You'll be helping save your waistline. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and your coronary arteries. Oh, no, no, no. You see, because palm oil doesn't do that. Uh, I've got a feeling there's an awful lot of sugar in there as well. It's a fair amount, yeah, yeah. A, a Ferrero amount. A Ferrero, <laughs> Ferrero, <laughs> Ferrero amount of it. sugar in each Ferrero Rocher. Yeah. Okay. You could be right. Um, right. And there's paper and there's foil individually wrapping them. They're both I, I recyclable. Think, I think that's a reasonable sacrifice. That's a small, a small thing to do that if if we all did that and limited ourselves to one per area rush a year, then uh, that would probably send a message and it would help. It would I think probably. it would. I think it would, because oh. actually, even though they only account for 0.3%. It's still some, isn't it? And we ought to be more careful, I think, about looking at what we buy and seeing how much of what we buy has, uh, has palm oil in. Because actually, I went through my cupboard the other day mm. and most of the spreads and jams have palm oil in. Wow. So I said the other day, about six months ago, I've got a bit better now. But I was just saying, this is where we differ, isn't it? Because you've got you've got young children at home. Mm. And so that sort of, of treat is is quite normal yeah. um we haven't so we don't have i think marmite is probably our, uh, our most exciting treat in the cupboard as a spread I, and marmite's great isn't it yeah except there's a national shortage of marmite is that yeah yeah I go out to the supermarket tomorrow and buy three packs i would do i would yeah. do you know why there is so so right. So I think I think hmm. what you're talking about here is that because of COVID lockdown, because of the reduction in in socialising and the amount of beer being drunk, uh, that's that's good old traditional hmm. English beer, rather than some of the um, the, the lagers or the um, or the the strange strange fizzy golden brews. <laughs> so because of the reduction. The people who make marmite have had a uh, restriction on the amount of, of uh, malt and yeast made available to them to make marmite, and hence there is now a national shortage of marmite. So what we need to do. So am I right? Is that what? Is that what? You absolutely mean? right. Absolutely right. right. Yeah. So do I get so a point for that? You get a point for that. Cool. Sure. But we can we can correct that. We can make everything better because what we need to do is every time you might think that you want a Ferrero Roche, yep. you go out and buy a pint of beer instead. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. yeah. And anything else that is in the, 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 that has palm oil in. It. So that's pretty much any margarine. Uh, most biscuits. Margarine. Um, margarine, seriously, Julian? Do you have margarine in your fridge? Are you admitting to this? No, I never have margarine. Do you know the story of margarine? I know the story of Margaret. No, do you know the story of margarine? No, tell us the story of margarine. I don't use it, by the way. Let's Let's see if you can piece this one together then. Okay. Margarine. It's not a war thing, is it? Post war. Post war rations. Post war rations. Artificial foods and turkeys. I'm sorry, did you say turkeys? Turkeys. Okay. Not the country. The the cluck cluck animal that goes on the table on for Thanksgiving and, and they've all sort of turkey. gobble gobble, aren't they? And clap, clap. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gobble gobble turkey. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Sometimes hunted in the in in, in good old America. Wild turkey. Wild turkey shoot. Yeah, come okay. on. So do yeah. you have any idea on this one? Uh, was it? Was You're it googling, fat? aren't you? No, Look no, no, it. no it wasn't. It wasn't. Is it fat removed from the the, the pigeon glands of turkeys, or no. the feather gland? No. No. Okay. Mean, so, rendered fat from turkeys. No. They were, they were looking they were looking for a low cost alternative to butter heavy on the in, in the dairy industry mm. um, to help with the effects I, 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 I stand corrected on this but I think it was post-war so post-second <laughs> world war where most people for a long time were still having ration cards and their rations to you know two rashes of baker and four eggs for the week type of thing mm. and so they were looking for a low-cost industrialized process to help feed the masses. And they came, what happened was, was they were also looking for a low-cost food for turkeys. And these right. magnificent science boffins came up with margarine. And it was originally started as a turkey food. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was for animal hmm. consumption only. So the story goes that I think, that I'm aware of, and there was one problem. Margarine is toxic to turkeys. Is it? Yeah, so they got all of this stuff. So what did they do? They put it on the human market. Fair enough. Kills turkeys, give it it to people, be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's where margarine come from. So it's pure, pure processed artificial fats and oils. It's disgusting this stuff. I mean, I'm a albeit a very amateur cook. I'm a cook, and the one thing cooks don't do is ever, ever, ever buy margarine. Well, I now I'm a little bit older than you, and I can remember in the '60s, the 1960s, this amazing new, perfectly healthy mega spread. And, my mom used to buy it. and We used to have it on our sandwiches mm, because it was so handy. And you could spread it, was it from the fridge. and you could spread it straight from the fridge. And it came in a little plastic pot in a tub, and and that was it. So that was that was the it was the funky, cool, hip thing to do. Which we, we had it. Yeah, yeah, we had it when I was growing up. We also had I can't remember the brand now, but we used to have margarine in a tube. Wow! The other end, you'd squeeze the tube. That was primitive prim cheese spread, but you you get your two tubes. You get your primitive cheese spread, yeah, with hunks of real prawn in it. And wow! <laughs> I'm, I'm heaving as I say this, and you get your your tube of margarine. And you'd squeeze the margarine over the bread, and and you get the two or the other slice, and you would mix it like that. So you spread together, the what, what spread the two? spread the one piece spread of bread the, with the other piece of bread and mix it all up because then you wouldn't need a knife at all wow and then you, you peel them apart and you put the primula cheese spread on all higgly piggly, and then slap the other slice of bread on and munch it over again oh, and wow. you could be doing all of this while you're sitting down watching the telly bit of more common wise primula wow. margarine talking about oil talking it, about oil here's one mm. for you that i found out uh, today We've just had the G7 summit. Oh yes, where carbon dioxide emissions and fossil fuels and all of the big nations are trying to outdo each other as to how much they're going to save and reduce. Is mm. that that sound ring any bells? That, that's that's rung a few bells. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and admirable. I'm glad seven nations. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they're talking about it. You know, because it's important shit. You know, there is no Planet B or plan at b You know, this is, this is it. We've got one planet and we've got to look after it. So well, there's it's the Mars, planet. but it looks like we've already screwed that up. Well, the Chinese are there already. Oh, there we go then. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure they'll do a wonderful job. I'm sure they will. <laughs> More <laughs> of that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... As as Englishmen, historically, we we have one traditional adversary. You know, like like Sherlock Holmes. And his Moriarty. His Moriarty, and and, and and I can't think of any other historic ones. Where um, uh, well, Caesar and his Brutus. Caesar and his Brutus. I was just say Cleopatra then, but that's that'd be wrong, wouldn't it? It well, would. Uh, Achilles and his uh, was it Paris killed Achilles. Well, no, it was his heel, wasn't it? Yeah, but, but Paris shot through his heel with the, with the arrow through his heel. I was talking and about the. Suddenly, his heel that wasn't stuck in the waters. Of the river sticks when his mum. Uh, that's right. Held because into it yeah. when when his mum uh, baptised him. She had to hold him by a part, and she held him by his Achilles heel, or what yeah. we now call is the Achilles heel, mm. um, to dip in the river sticks, didn't she? because right. she was trying to make him immortal. Immortality, wasn't it? Yeah. She was a, a Nereid, uh, a water sprite, and, um, and she killed the first seven children of hers by performing the immortality rite incorrectly. And she was just about to do this to Achilles, and her husband came through and said, well, "What are you doing? Don't do that. That's naughty." And so she didn't ever finish it, which is wow. why he still had this uh, this heel that, that wasn't protected. Which brings us back to the G7 summit, indeed. And it, it's not really well, a, apart from the fact that Hippocrates was was Greek, like Achilles was. Mm. And of course, what we get out of Hippocrates is hypocrisy. Indeed. Which brings us back to the G7 summit. There's a lot of hypocrisy there. Particularly, I found out today from our old adversary, which is where we got into adversaries, mm-hmm. the French. Non, mm-hmm. non. J'étais la vache. Monsieur Macron. The president of France stands up at the G7 and says they're going to reduce their dependency on fossil fuels, they're going to cut their carbon dioxide emissions, they're going to do all sorts of good stuff. Good, good, yeah. But he's also signed into law a multi-billion pound subsidy for the French national oil company Total, to start drilling for oil in the Arctic. In the Arctic? In the Arctic. When you say the Arctic, you mean the, the, the bit of land at the top of the world that's not doing very well because of global warming already? Yeah. Right. So because it's not doing very well, the amount of ice covering the, the Arctic, and, and bear in mind the, the Arctic Circle is not all ice, it's not It's not just a polar ice cap. It, it comes quite a way down Norway, and, and Iceland is within the, uh, the Arctic Circle, hmm. um, and, and, and things like that. But generally, yeah, the, the area of permanent ice that sits on, on the top, a little bit like Antarctica, sitting on the bottom of the planet, I'm ever so sorry if you believe the planet was invented 6,000 years ago and is flat, but we believe that it's actually a globe. And, and so, yeah, that area of ice, because that ice is melting because of global warming, mm-hmm. it means that the seas are more accessible, right? which means that they can now start drilling for oil in, easier, in an easier environment. For example, the, the Northwest Passage would have been a doddle these days, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so at the same time as going to a summit and saying we're going to reduce our dependency on fossil fuels, yep. he's increasing his dependency on fossil fuels. Correct. I, I see a bit of a dilemma there. Well, was it Achilles or was it Hippocrates? I think it's Nutella. Really? No, no, the other one. The other one. No, I think yes. you're right. I think it's Nutella. Wow. I think I think it's all about giving a toss or not giving a toss, isn't it? I think you're right. And money. And money. Because let's face it, money, whilst not being the root, perhaps, of all evil, yeah, is certainly the cause of a fair amount of it. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. I think who, there's a there's a meme on the internet. I don't know if I can actually find it. Um, and it, it's attributed to various people. Um, let's see if you can find it. Here we go. Only when the last tree has died and the last river has been poisoned and the last fish been caught will we realise that we cannot eat money. And, yay, there will be a big cry of, whoops, lorks and mussy me. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's... that's, uh I think that is attributed on the internet um, to a Cree Indian proverb. Mm-hmm. Native American, the Cree, the Cree people. Really? So a fair while ago then. Well, yeah. If 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 it really was. If it really was, I mean, I, I think it's one of those those internet memes that you could probably apply to you know any ancient. Um, Mm. Any ancient civilization, you know, even the British, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in comparison, I mean, the British Empire has been going since 1500. Um, It's probably dead now. But yeah, it it didn't do do too bad in its 500 years. It did all right, bless it. Well, aspirations above its station, but, you know, it did all right. Well, probably apart from slavery. Well, obviously, slavery was a, a low point, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the, the, the massacre of indigenous peoples well yes 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 um, the massacres again not not uh, not brilliant no, no not brilliant. Uh, you, um, when you say massacres you mean things like the quelling of the Zulu uprising like killing uh, the whole native tribes
1: yeah, 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 the, yeah it's, I it's so, funny
0: yeah. I, I was actually I was actually thinking about that because um, that was when we invented well, what, what were those things called? Concentration camps. That's right. Now they were a good thing initially because they helped people concentrate. Or am I wrong? Yeah. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Of course, they oh, they oh. sprang they sprang to fame with um, really they they really hit the, the Zeitgeist with um, that's an appropriate word, isn't it? Zeitgeist <laughs> with um, with that chap um, Adolf Schickelgruber. Oh, Adolf Schickelgruber. Yes, the uh, yeah. the cobbler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah otherwise known as Hitler. We haven't done haven't done ourselves proud, really, have we? What, the Brits? Yeah. Well, probably not, but our empire at least lasted 500 years. It lasted pretty well. How long did the uh, Mongol Empire last? Less than that. Well, I, I, I don't know. If you, if you think about it, because that was... They probably lasted about 200 years, the Mongol Empire, didn't they? Because it was it was um, Genghis Khan that started to bring, or or Genghis as we call him in English, um, Genghis Khan who started to bring the the nomadic tribes together as one nation, mm. um, and he he and his horde swept right across Eurasia. Um, certainly took it to the Chinese, didn't they? And the they Genghis actually Genghis tried Genghis. to. They attempted to invade japan as well they, they they did they did and and they they made it across um the gobi desert yeah yeah which is 30 days of travel on horseback i believe is that right uh, something something and, and they made down. it with an army big enough and fit enough to be able to in siege the chinese yeah army the Qing nation when they yeah, got there absolutely that's Absolutely. pretty amazing stuff. But then you, you look at okay, so they, they didn't last that long. So how about the um, how about the Roman Empire? Oh, the Roman Empire! Yeah, that lasted a good long time, didn't it? Mm. Uh, let's see. It started with Romulus and Remus. They founded Rome. Uh, when was that? Uh, Two hundred BC was it? No, I think it was no. It must have been longer than that. Must have been longer that. I'm gonna Google that. Well it was it was a it was a nation before it was an empire. So when it, it was only an empire after the death of Julius Caesar. But it was when was Are right you an, sure? An, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was uh, Emperor Augustus was the first emperor. Okay. So Julius Caesar wasn't an emperor. Uh, when, was, when was Rome founded? Uh, 753 BC. Seven hundred, right. 20, 21st of April. <laughs> <laughs> was, yep. there a, was, was there a, a particular topping out parade or, or ceremony? Or I, I think they all uh, had a drink or two. Okay. But yeah, 21st of April 753 BC, Romulus and Remus founded Rome uh, on the site where they were suckled by the She-Wolf as orphaned infants. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great. I wonder if they got planning permission or whether they just thought they'd they'd go for forgiveness rather than asking permission. I I think they just founded it. Right. And then nine years later, when someone came along and said, Yeah, hey, you can't put this empire here. Yeah, They said, um, sorry, but it's it's too late now. We've been here for nine years. And they said, oh, bugger, you're right, yeah. Okay, well, don't don't build that Colosseum any bigger. Put a roof on it. Right, okay. Uh, Gave them 400 years to do it, and they never got around to it. Wow. Mm. Wow. So, okay, so, all right, so 700. So if we say give them 100 years to build Rome or to, to, to establish Rome, so from 600 BC to, that was sacked by the Visigoths, wasn't it? They yes, it was. It was. The Roman Empire was all but gone about 200 years, 250 years AD, wasn't it? So around six to 800 years then. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. Not bad. They, they did well. Well, they didn't do too badly because they they bumped up alongside the Egyptian Empire, didn't they? They did, yes. Oh, Antony and yep. Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Famous work of art by um, Sir Winston uh, Shakespeare. Oh, Win- Winnie. Winnie Shakespeare. He was fantastic, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Never, never has the moving finger writ. Was that Shakespeare? so much. That was, that, was, that was Shakespeare, yeah. Was it? Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. 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 Yeah. Do you know have a thing I can never remember? about uh about Winnie Shakespeare what's that I don't know I can never remember it well there's a question for you isn't it yeah what yeah. can I never remember I, I just got I can't remember it it's gone completely gone yeah. yeah I'll give you a B for that then that's very kind of you you, very very. you know there's a new film can you gave me a point earlier too? on I'll give you a B for that okay in fact I'll, I'll tell you what I'll give you two B's two B's or yeah. well, not two B's that's the question. Oh, no. Well, two Bs. Yeah. yeah, go on. What were you going to say? Okay. I was going to say, cool. there's, there's a new film come out about Cleopatra. Or coming out about Cleopatra. Right. And um, and uh, a very, very fine actress called Gal Gadot is playing the, uh, the, the role. Can't say another. Gal Gadot played Wonder Woman. Haven't seen that either. No. She, she's, she's a great actress. Uh, or actor, you can't call an actor. It? actor all yeah, great, yeah. great actor. Um, wake up, wake up! I, I, I'm, sorry. I, I'm woke, I'm woke. Are you woke? I'm woke, I'm woke. You are woke, are you? <laughs> There's a great actor, Gal Gadot, yeah. being cast as Cleopatra, right. and uh, and she's Israeli, and there, there was a huge outcry because it's it's cultural appropriation. Why do you get an Israeli actor? To play Cleopatra. You need an Egyptian. There are plenty of Egyptian actors who can play the role. Mm. Except Cleopatra in, in history uh, was Greek. So. <laughs> what she? Yeah. Pro- probably. Probably. There's a lot of confusion because there wasn't just one Cleopatra, about 14. A very common name, and um, like Sally. Because, because of the yeah, a bit like Sally, uh, because of the way that, 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 um, that the dynasties were, were run and controlled in pharaonic times, right? Uh, Cleopatra, uh, the first, second, third, up to the 14th, um, would have married initially their brothers if their brothers weren't available. Then they might have married their sons. If their sons weren't available, then and only then would they have married outside of the family. Wow. I thought we weren't going to discuss brachycephalics tonight. We're not discussing brachycephalics. No, definitely not. I, I apparently uh Cleopatra, a lot of uh, a lot of comment has been made on Cleopatra's nose no about how beautiful it was, not about how you used to go <laughs> trying not to die with each breath. Yes, like brachycephaly. Oh, okay. We're not going to mention those. Though. I was going to have because I couldn't have a Nutella or a Ferrero Rocher. i, I was just you... going to have uh, yeah. an ice cream. So I got some ice cream in the freezer, right? But I looked at the ingredients, and uh, and my vanilla ice cream had palm oil in it. Oh dear. We I haven't, got, we have haven't got ice cream in our freezer. No, you see, I've, I've, got, I've got kids, so we've got, we've got ice cream. but we, we can't have it, it's got palm oil. But it's also got vanilla. Right. What's hmm. the problem with vanilla? Perfectly natural? It is natural. You know where vanilla comes from? Pods. Pods. Pods of an orchid. And orchids are my very favourite plant. Uh, so it, it comes from a particular type of orchid. Uh... I thought the orchid wrong. was originally. Vanilla trees. Grown. Well, the the, the 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 orchid is called um, uh, is called vanilla planifolia, right? Um, and it was originally discovered in Mexico, right? So the Mexicans would have because they, they they they're the originators of, of chocolate, I believe, as well. So they used to have a great life eating uh, eating vanilla flavored chocolates whenever, yeah, but before before cream was invented. Um, And so they they grew vanilla and ultimately it was discovered that the places like Madagascar had a a climate that was even better suited to the vanilla orchid. And so Madagascar is now the main producer of vanilla. And the problem is that in the last few years, vanilla prices have gone up so much that it's a huge cash crop uh, they the, the prices to the locals have, have increased about three hundred percent over the past four years. Well, I know where this is going. Yeah, deforestation. Can't guess? Oh, Can guess for a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because the world price in vanilla is skyrocketing because of the demands for vanilla, mm. and the one of the best places for growing it is a subtropical jungle type of climate where, where 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 lemurs live and that's the only places where lemurs live so let me think mm. um mm. Uh, the species known as humans mm. Mm. who like Good money yes. Yes. and need money to to buy stuff mm. uh i bet we are Chopping down the rainforests and jungles in Madagascar to plant vanilla plantations—absolutely, it completely, all gone. Yep. Do I get a point for that? You get two points for that. So that gives me three points so far. Yeah. And so I get double three B. points versus your two Bs. I have got two Bs uh, and you got three, three points. points. I'm going to. You're in the lead. I'm going to win tonight. You're, I think you will. That's, that's that's really good. How? I really don't know. I really don't know. Well, I do. I do. Because actually, I started saying before, didn't I, that with the, with the Malaysian peasant farmers, you can't blame them for wanting to grow crops, and with the Madagascan peasant farmers, you can't blame them for wanting to grow crops, and that's true, I stand by that. However, These are multinational companies growing four and a half hour drive longs or long drives of palm oil trees. And these are multinational conglomerates denuding the Madagascan forests to grow vanilla and giving insufficient money to the peasants who were working those lands. Mm. But we can do stuff this is the thing we can help there is an initiative called the sustainable vanilla initiative right that works to to do three things i believe to remind myself of those three things they are improving and sustaining the livelihoods and incomes of vanilla households so they're making sure that money from the vanilla plantations Goes to the people who are actually working on it, and they can have a better quality of life and afford luxuries such as uh, water,
1: medication,
0: yeah. and plasters. Yeah, look, look, good sanitation and water, though. Yeah, absolute luxuries. Bloody luxury. So uh, yep. right. I mean, you're, you're actually taking me back down to back down to the, the time I spent in Africa. It, it, it's, it's the basics, isn't it? Yeah. So. I'll tell you, the other other two things are increasing the quality of vanilla Mm -hmm. by reducing the early harvesting because subtropical places can grow two, three, four, five harvests a year of whatever plant they want. There's a consistency. The the, the days are equal to the nights and the Mm. nights are equal to the days. Temperature doesn't vary tremendously, although temperatures are increasing. Yeah, and they they there's not a massive. It's not like in in northern climes or what extreme southern climes you get snow in winter and baking hot sun in summer. There's there's a temperate climate, isn't there? It's uh, it's, it's it's fairly green. equal. It's good so growing land, and so they can get crop after crop after crop. All they need to do is work out how long it's going to take. Yeah. And what they do is they harvest the vanilla pods earlier and earlier and earlier and try and bring them on. Uh, artificially and, right. and this this leads to increased demand on the on the crops and poorer harvests generally and so they have to grow more and more so by letting them wait a little longer you get better more premium vanilla that they can charge more for right so there's the quid pro quo they're actually making more money by producing better vanilla they just get fewer crops a year but if they get fewer crops a year for more money, they make they make that that yield back. And the third thing they're doing is to try and ensure this is sorry this is the um, the, the sustainable vanilla initiative. Third thing they're doing is to ensure that uh, child labour isn't used. That thing that we don't like to talk about. We don't. We don't. And. We're getting back to what Britain was particularly good at a few hundred years ago. Yeah. Yep. Child labor. Children were brilliant for working in the mines because uh, they'd be RDS. They're small. they're small. Yeah. Yeah. Really good for getting up chimneys. Okay. Yep. Small. They don't eat a lot. Yep. And they don't cost a lot when they die and replace them. There you go. There you go. We, we, wow. Be- because they're small, you can bully them around. They won't hit back like a grown up worker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits to, to, to employing slave, child labour. Mm. Mm. You know, they've got very dexterous fingers as well.
1: So they they can
0: produce the latest fashions very cheaply and yeah. very easily. And um, because they don't necessarily know any alternative, the idea of working 18 hours in a sweatshop on a sewing machine seven days a week it's normal for them that, that's all they've known it's, it's, it's good they like it bless yeah. their little hearts yeah. little faces yeah. yeah yeah they wouldn't like sunlight anyway goodness no no <sighs> who is that who is that chap um it was, it was charles dickens actually in cahoots with wilberforce i believe he was yeah was he really mm. have, I, have i just made a, a peculiar link that I, has been floating around in my brain that i've never made before and obviously, or, 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 well, or, or, or some or people... Did he, did he hear it subliminally or something? Or I, I don't know, but yeah. but, but to, if I need the gaps filling in, then I'm, I'm sure quite a few other people well, will be forced... Yeah, do, listen, dear listeners, if we're getting any of this wrong,
1: please yeah.
0: re-educate us, because we only work on the information we're given, and I must admit, a lot of this information I've taken from primary, primary internet sources... And I haven't checked. Much well, I yet. I haven't. I haven't even gone that far because when I learned about this stuff, we didn't have them. No, or mobile phones. We had we had encyclopedias and libraries. Yeah, yeah. But Wilberforce was was the man credited predominantly. And again, correct me if I'm wrong here, Julian, because. Because if you said Wilberforce to me, I would say he's the man that was at the forefront of abolishing slavery. Yes, he was indeed. And for me, Charles Dickens uh, wrote that seminal work where the little boy in the workhouse asked for more porridge. Ah, yes. Yes. (sighs) Twisty Oliver. That's the one. Hmm. Oliver Twist. But I've never read it, because so we had to study that at school back in the day, and, and it was all a bit boring. for you me. Know, I read it when I was about 12 and thought, what a piece of utter rubbish. My wife read it about four <laughs> years ago and said, this is brilliant, you've got to read it again. I said, I'm not going to read it again. I, I suffered it when I was 10. She said, read it again. So I read it again, Under right. Sufferance, and it is amazing. And there's a reason why he's such a well-renowned and acclaimed author, because oh. he writes a cracking book. Oh, right. And at the age of 10, for some strange reason, I was not mature enough to uh, to understand it. Actually, we, we've drifted way, way off track tonight as we just rambled our way through. So yeah, And, and, and I know that we're going to get into trouble with the producer. Because we haven't done a couple of things. So tell you what, um, as we haven't got a guest tonight, and because I've won two B's to three points, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna challenge you to a 60 second second CPD. You're up for that. I'm up for it. What? I'm I am up for it. Okay, I'm gonna challenge you to a 60-second CPD then. Let me get the clock running. And after that, we'd better do our CPD stuff because I feel that we have actually educated our listeners into various things like palm oil and vanilla and what the evil Monsieur Macron is currently engaged in, and the French have got to be stopped with that nonsense. He's like Gru, isn't he? Macron, Despicable Me, they're both the same person. Yeah. No, that, that's Gru, not Groot. Not Groot. Oh, oh, oh I see. Sorry, I was thinking of Groot. What, Groot? <laughs> yeah, no, Groot. is he, not, isn't is he, he cool? not a cartoon character? No, he he's in Adventures of the Galaxy or something. Oh, is he? Right, OK, fair he's enough. He's a little tree man. A tree man? He's a tree man. He's a little tree. Except he walks around and he says, I am Groot. No, that that's, uh, that's a politician from uh, Belgium, isn't it? No, that's... that's... Isn't that Groover? No, that, that's that's the guy who did um, just the two of us. Oh. Groover Washington Junior. Yeah, right. You're just trying to avoid sixty second CPD. Aren't you? I'm going to do. I'm going to do sixty second. Do you know what I'm going to do my sixty second CPD on? Show on them. I'm going to do it on orchids. Yeah, and why we think of castration. When we talk about orchids, because you know I've got an orchid collection, Mike, don't you? Yeah. And every, I've got the orchids; they're, they're on they're on the the uh, tortoise uh, vivarium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and every every few weeks, I add another one. I hope my wife doesn't notice. Right. And she says, "As long as they're the same colour, you'll be fine." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she says, Is there a new orchid. That's said no, have no, no, no. had that for months. It's fine." Right. Yeah. I, I used to be like that with bicycles. What, you put bicycles on the top of your tortoise enclosure? No, I used to get new bicycles, and I found that if I got one that was the same colour as the last one, yeah. I could generally get away with it. Yeah. Right, yeah, so come it. on then. OK, right, right, okay. come on. So you're going to do... 60 I'm going to do look, my iPad switched off now already. You're going to do 60-second CPD on, on... On orchids. On orchids. OK, right, OK. So, Julian Hode... Co-presenter of Veterinary Ramblings, I challenge you to sixty seconds CPD on orchids. Oh, so, oh, hang on, I've started now. Oh, 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 stop, oh, stop, stop, stop. oh no, you started too early. Oh no, no. too early. Ten seconds is gone. Oh, stop! God. Don't go back, go back. No, oh too dear, late. oh dear. Right, okay, start again. Right, okay, start again. Robbie, I've got a guest with us, haven't we? <laughs> We've okay. done this before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a professional. I've got a T-shirt that says so. Go on, please. Okay. So, Julian Ho, your one minute CPD on orchids starting now. So, castration is known as orchidectomy. Orchid is from the Greek orchis, meaning testicle. And orchids were named thus because the root of certain orchids are shaped like testicles. In fact, in the 1300s, they were known as bollockworts. It's the largest family of flowering plants with around 26,000 species. All orchid embryo plants develop from a protocorm which has to be infected by a fungus to grow. They're the oldest flowering plants they evolved around 100 million years ago. They're important horticultural plants, but also important as food. So vanilla is derived from an orchid, vanilla planifolia, most of which is grown in Madagascar, a factor that is adding to the deforestation of Madagascar. Salep, a kind of starch used to make drinks and desserts in the Middle East, and a type of bread from Zambia, are both made from orchid tubers. It is also used to flavour certain rums. A dendrobian orchid is being driven to extinction in East Asia due to its use of traditional Chinese medication and several orchid types are used in the cosmetics and shampoo industry in Europe, often using unsustainable processes. There we go. Nailed it. I will take questions please. No, I can't think of any. I'm, I'm sort of totally gobsmacked that you use the expression bollock words. Yeah. So now this is interesting. i would often wondered, this is a few years ago, I found out, I bothered to look, but I wondered why we, we called castrations orchidectomies, mm. when orchids are clearly flowers and testicles aren't. Um, but castration is the more precise use of the term. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the Greek orchis, testicle, but the roots, the bulb or tuber of uh, of orchids, actually doesn't look like a testicle. But in the in the 19th century, botanists didn't get out much, and of course, uh, sexual appetites were very repressed. And so they looked at anything and thought, oh, it looks a bit naughty, that. I call it something like you know, Clytosybe or, uh, or you know, Valdaceae, uh, or this, one oh, it's a ball, isn't it? I'm going to call that uh, an orchid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Uh, Mister Andrews, you've uh, you've come to the Linnaean Classification Society uh, with the suggestion of a name of this rather beautiful flower. Uh, what are you going to call it? I'm going to call it a bollock. Fair enough. Can we give it the Greek name for that? Orchid? Yeah, right. Fair enough. Good. Okay, thank you very much. Next one, please. <laughs> Come on, Charles. Go on, on. Well, it's, it's a dreadful, thing to call it, right? It's really I, I and, didn't I, mean I, that, Charles. Oh well, right. <laughs> Darwin, you mean? I was <laughs> referring to Darwin, yeah. Naturally. <laughs> there are so many Charles around, aren't there? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh okay. yeah. Mm. But I love I love orchids. I love the fact that they account for almost half of the flowering plants in the world. Wow. That's a statistic. That's just wise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. And so Listen, I've got a CPD certificate to reflect that. You've done the CPD certificate, your own CPD. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, let's have a look at it. Great, is it? Here we go. go so these are some of my photos of orchids. And, well, that, uh, that's all there is on the certificate. Sorry? That's all there is on the certificate. Orchids, just orchids. A certificate of complete balls. Because there's certificate orchids. Certificate yeah. that Goulies. A certificate that Goulies <laughs> have been that have been discussed in depth today never mind the bollocks here's mike and julian yeah rock and roll yeah so that's a reference of course to the famous album by the sex pistols Pistols. yeah 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 Uh, and they managed to get that uh, album published at a time when uh when the british press or the the British uh, licensing authorities wouldn't publish anything, because they maintained that bollocks was uh, an old English term for a policeman. All right. And indeed it was. Right. I thought Peelers was the old English name for a policeman. There were Peelers after after John Peel. John Peel, yeah. Ken John Peel means, you know John Peel? But yeah, John Peel. They're also bobbies, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, apparently, known only to the Sex Pistols and whoever they paid or uh, whoever uh, granted the license for their album, uh, Bollocks was also, uh, a, a, I think, a private police force. Oh, right. Uh, but, but, no um, but, but Bollock Wurtz... In the 1300s, were the name for um, uh, for orchids, uh, bee orchids. Particularly if you if you pull them up uh, to, to, to expose the tuber, it does look incredibly like a testicle. Please don't do that because if you mm. uh, try and uh, pick or pull up a wild flower, uh, certainly in, uh, in in the United Kingdom, you can be fined two or three thousand pounds. Quite rightly. Uh, rightly, so, because they are endangered species, Indeed. so don't do that. In, enjoy them at your local um, uh, 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 garden centre, or um, well, you, you can find orchid orchid species throughout various wild meadows and woods, can't you? If you if you look and if you pay attention, and, oh, and actually it's present on every continent at almost yeah. every height. Yeah. Yeah, I think what, what's the saying? Um, leave only footprints and take only take, memories. Take only memories. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a good way to do that. It's a good one, isn't it? But so, tell me, you're not going to tell me a joke tonight, are you? Considering it, I've got a, I've got a pretty, I've got a pretty naff one. <laughs> <laughs> for and hey, what's new? What's new and news on Venry Rambling? <laughs> Newling's going to tell a naff joke. So we, we, we've we we've spoken a lot about about historical events, yeah. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you the history of yodeling. All right, because um, it's quite a quite an interesting history. And it all started in uh, in Switzerland, mm-hmm. Uh hundred and thirty five years ago. Oh, when a travelling salesman knocked on someone's door. Uh, this, this, this farmer was living on the side of the Jungfrau. Mm-hmm. Jungfrau means young bride, but there's also the name of a mountain. Big mountain. Big, big mountain, the Jungfrau. Oh. And the, the travelling salesman said, please, sir, I've, I've come a long way. I've, I've lost my, my bearings, uh, and I'm miles from where I should be. Could, could you give me shelter for the night? the farmer took pity and said, yes, yes, of course I will. Uh, was, you, 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 you stay here, but mine, he said, I've got two daughters and I want you to leave them alone. He said, I, I, I would never, I would, how old are they? He said, 1921, 1921, of course, I will, I will, of course, I will respect you. I would not even dream of, of going anywhere near them. Well, mine do not I won't, I won't, of course. So I've got to be up really early in the morning to tend to my uh, my herd of, uh, of cattle. And I don't want to hear when I get back that you've done anything, uh,
1: anything underwater. Yeah,
0: of course, you can trust me. It's fine. And, um, and so yeah, the farmer gets up in the morning and he goes off and milks uh, his, uh, his cows. And he comes back and he finds his, uh, his, his daughters in tears because, sad to say... This travelling salesman has taken advantage of them, and he, he rushes out of the house and he sees on the other side of the valley the travelling salesman running like billio to get away, and he shouts out, "You bastard! You've taken my daughters!" and he shouts out, "And your lady too!" <laughs> And that is how yodelling came about. <laughs> oh, fabulous. <laughs> oh, yeah. fabulous. Well, well, I think all that it leaves me to do now <laughs> is to say thank you very much indeed <laughs> for, for joining me, Mike Brampton, Julian Hode. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you both of all. Our yeah. Listeners. Yeah. So, 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 it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. And may your dog go with you. May your dog go with you. And Cheers, if you've Julian. Liked if you've <laughs> liked what you've seen and heard and avoided tonight. <laughs> please, please like us. Yeah. Subscribe. Click like. Follow, like, follow yeah. us. Send a message to your friends. Share with your friends. Wherever you follow your usual podcast and other places too. Yeah, drop us a line and we'll see if we can incorporate some of your ideas. You take care. From from (laughs) me and him. Cheerio. Cheerio. Good (laughs) night.